good friend of the show, Congressman Mark Alford. How are you this morning, sir? I am well. I'm ready to get back to Washington and get a Speaker of the House. It's past time. We never should have left again this weekend. And we're looking for the most conservative speaker that we can get. And I do believe that is Jim Jordan. Okay, well, there you go. I was going to ask you right there, but you've already told us what you're thinking. And um, so, six o'clock tonight, what do you, you know, so you guys are going to meet tonight? Is that what the, the deal is or no? Yeah, this is really, guys, this is like the movie Groundhog's Day. I feel like <laughs> I'm stuck in this time warp. Uh, we keep going in these meetings. Uh, tonight there'll be one in, uh, it's called HC5. It's a, a, a fairly large room in the basement of the Capitol where we meet as a conference every week. And sometimes we'll meet over at the Ways and Means Committee uh, room. That's where we've been voting uh, for our speaker designate. We were there last week several times. But, you know, we get up, we, we have food, we have, we have the prayer, we have the pledge, and then we have the same speeches, it seems like, time after time. Uh, people trying to, to figure out why we cannot come together as a conference, why we cannot get 217 votes for one person. So today we're going to have another one of those meetings at 630. And then tomorrow I am hoping that we will actually go to the floor and start voting. Man. So who's this Austin Scott fellow from Georgia? I was going to say the same thing. Yeah, who's I mean, Austin like, Scott, Mark? Austin Scott's a friend of mine. He is a great uh, member. Uh, he is on ag committee with me and he's on the house armed services he's a man of integrity a, a strong christian guy and uh he just wanted someone you know he didn't want he's not necessarily against jim jordan in fact after the vote he came out and said i support jim jordan he just wanted us to have a choice i believe uh and, and did you know uh he he got uh, quite a few votes in fact we took another vote after that uh, how many people now would support Jim Jordan on the floor? And he was 55 votes short of that. And that's what Jim Jordan's been doing for the last couple of days. And I guess that's why we were sent home to give him time to, to try to talk to these 55 uh, people who would not vote for him on the House floor. And uh, we'll find out if he's got the votes. Well, one of the one of the things that Alex brought up and we were talking about earlier is that that the Democrats may not want an extreme, you know, somebody like Jim Jordan, his his. Well, he's obviously on the Freedom Caucus and kind of what he stands for, and, and right. they may end up cutting a deal to try to get somebody else in there. What are your thoughts on that, or do you think that well, the Democrats will vote for Well, I think it would be a mistake. Secretary? You know, the Democrats are going to vote for Hakeem Jeffries. Uh, they're going to get up there. They're going to give these little speeches like they did in January. It makes me sick to my stomach about how great he is, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> um, and we're going to have to listen to it for as many votes as we take because they'll put someone else up. Um, we – I – Look, we've got to stick to our conservative values. Uh, the Republican Party is a conservative party. I know that there are moderates in our party uh, who, who, for whatever reason, don't think that J Jim Jordan should be our speaker. But the fact of the matter is uh, Republicans and I think Americans have moved uh, more to the conservative side. I know our district certainly is. Uh, in fact, uh, our constituents wanted us voting for Jim Jordan back in January, but I said he's not running for speaker, and he's supporting Kevin McCarthy. Well, things have changed, and now Kevin McCarthy is supporting Jim Jordan. Okay, So what about people like Mike Rogers from Alabama? Like, Because he's like, hey, I'm with McCarthy all the way. First of all, how many holdouts are there like that, and wh what are they saying publicly to you guys, or, or even privately to you all? Well, there's quite a few of those uh, who never wanted Kevin McCarthy to step down 
Uh, and I remember it's what it's been two weeks ago this week, 13 days that Kevin McCarthy announced in that basement room, uh, HC five, that he was not going to keep fighting. Uh, he, he thought for the good of America, for the good of the party, for the good of our body, it was best that he not, not put his name forward again. Uh, there were audible gasps. Uh, I was one of them. People shouting, no, we've got to keep fighting. I think Mike Rogers and others are like that who, uh, who want to see Kevin McCarthy back as speaker. You had eight people, uh, who, who did not want him in there and voted him out. So what would that decided with Democrats, by the way, to vote him out? Yeah. Well, so what, what, okay, just, you know, inside a little bit, maybe you can't say this, but what do those calls look like when, um, Jordan's calling or his people are calling to wrangle the votes? Like, what are they, like, what are the, what do those calls sound like? Well, I think a lot of them are in-person meetings. Look, you're not going to win someone over necessarily with a sales call. It's not like trying to get someone into a used car. Uh, what, what did it take you to get you in this deal today? Uh, it's not that type of deal. It's about relationships. It's about trust. It's about communication. I think Jim is trying to have as many face-to-faces with the, the, the problem is, here's the problem. All these were secret ballots that we did last week. So there, we, we didn't like stand up in this, in, in these rooms and say, I vote for Jim Jordan or I vote for Austin Scott. It was all secret ballot. So it's kind of hard to know out of those 55, they have a kind of an idea of who voted against them. But if, if, unless we stand up and make our voice known, it's hard for Jim to go talk to people. That's interesting. I, I didn't know that secret ballot. I thought you guys were like, you know, up there oh. hashing it out. Like that was a roll call. No, there, and there was a couple of amendments that we had voted on, uh, before we took the vote for speaker to try to change that because there were some like me who felt like we need to get this out in the open. How are we going to resolve this unless you know exactly who is for you and who is against you? Yeah. It's not that we're enemies, but how do you go from there to try to win people over? Yeah. Well, that's the issue, Mark, is that we're seeing this division in the House, and it's causing, you know, obviously it's it's got America thinking, hey, the Republicans can't seem to get their own house together, let alone how they're going to lead the country, because that ultimately is the goal here, is that we've got to get, well, we were just talking about it this morning, we've got to get somebody in the White House in 2024 that's going to take this country to the next level, right? And if it's not yeah. Trump, and who's it going to be? That's a whole other discussion. So my question to you is, is let's just say you get this thing figured out. Let's just say tomorrow you guys at two o'clock, which by the way, I think you're doing a fantastic job and I know you're working hard. And some of you guys, I know Burleson's been wanting to go back and, and I, I trust our Missouri, um, our, our Missouri representatives that they're out there fighting for us. I, I get that. But let's just say you do get a speaker tomorrow and you get it all voted in and, and it's Jim Jordan or whoever it is, right? What are the top three things that you guys need to be focused on right now to show that we have things that as, as far as the GOP, we have things in control? Number one, our support for Israel. It must be without waiver, a unified show of support through a resolution that's bipartisan and our support to help them rebuild and resupply their Iron Dome that's now protecting them with potentially Hezbollah uh, possibly ready to fire on Israel. We've got to make sure that they have the support from the U.S. House, and that includes funding and armaments. Number two is that we get back to work to make sure we do not have another continuing resolution. We have until November 17th to pass eight remaining appropriations bills. Time is wasting, and we have been stymied for, for what, two weeks now, not able to move forward on that. And I think the third thing we've got to do is show the American people that we are unified as a party, that we can come together, that these shenanigans are done with. Uh, Matt Gates had his way. 
I think there's a somewhat of a regret on the part of those eights uh, that it that it did result in this because there was no end game. There was nothing said. How are we going to replace Kevin McCarthy? And so I think those three things are the most important thing that we do as a body. Yeah, hmm. I'm going to tell you a fourth one. I'm going to throw in there is illegal immigration. Um, we're hearing these reports um, about these um, special interest alien apprehensions. We we talked about this on our show. The number yes. seventy three thousand zero zero eight that represents. How many um, special interest aliens have come into our country from um, countries that are um, maybe sympathetic or sponsoring exactly. of terrorism? What do you guys say about that? Well, you, you a very good point. I probably should have included that border security. You know, this presidential election, I have said for some time, is going to come down to security. Back in the 90s when Bill Clinton was running, it was the it's the economy, stupid. Yep. I tell you what, it is about security all the way, our national security, our border security, our economic security. People in America want that security, and we are missing this because we have a feckless, failing, flailing president who is behind that resolute desk who doesn't know what the day of the week it is. I don't know if you saw his uh, 60 Minutes interview last night, but yeah. it was like, wake the guy up. <laughs> and he has, with a wink and a nod, allowed 7 million illegal aliens into our country. Uh, a lot of we don't know who they are. We And as yeah. you said, we have people streaming in from these countries that are sympathetic to Islamic terrorism. And, and you know, my fear is sleeper cells in America. Yeah, yeah. I'm not trying to scare anyone, but I, I think we've got to be aware and cognizant that that is a real possibility. That's where we're all been talking about, just these sleeper cells. And, again, we, we don't have to live in fear, but we have to be wise as well. And when you allow... 73,000 special interest aliens into our country, people that are from countries like Iran, you know, Turkey, Syria, who um, are sympathetic towards or are proponents of terrorism. That just all of us Americans should be a little bit like weary. So, you know, when you talk about keeping us safe, Biden's building 20 more miles of walls. Are you guys going to pressure him to try to finish this wall situation? Well, we did in the uh, Secure Border Act that we passed back in May, and it was attached to the continuing resolution that was shot down by some of these other Republicans. Uh, we've got to get our border secure. And uh, without a, a secure border, we don't have a secure nation. Yeah. And our national security is at risk. Our economic situation is at risk. Uh, you know, the Democrats want these illegal aliens becoming citizens so they can get their voter card and vote Democrats because they're going to give them all the goodies. My point is, and I think you guys agree with this, if you want to come to our country, do it the right way, stand in line, and become part of the fabric of America, not something that's going to tear America down. Congressman Alford, Don Luzader, I got some funny looks in the room a few minutes ago when I made the bold prediction that uh, that you guys are going to be able to get this done tomorrow and uh, and have a uh, Speaker of the House with this vote tomorrow. Uh, what are the chances of that? Are you optimistic it could happen? Well... Two weeks ago, I was optimistic. Maybe I was naive. Uh, people on my staff were saying, no, this is going to be a long, protracted battle. I did not know two weeks ago the level of division um, within our party, within our conference, and these things that go back years of this person not liking that person for whatever reason. I'm not going to get into the details of that, but, you know, I have said for some time now that our conference needs a marriage counselor, basically. There is a lack of trust and communication. <laughs> and I'm about ready to hire one to come up and, and say, just sit down and let's talk. And that's that's part of the problem that secret ballot is, is that people are talking past one another uh, and not really communicating. And we've got to do that. 
I, I will say, though, that I am hopeful. We have the best ideas, the Republicans, conservatives do. We have the best, I think, motivation to preserve and protect our republic. Um, we have the best interest in we the people. And if we can just get our act together, yeah. uh, I know it's difficult seeing how the sausage is made sometime, but we're going to come out stronger, mightier, and I think a better working product for the American people. Congressman, we love to hear that, and thank you for your time. I want to get you out of here on a little light note, note here. Right. A little bit. We're, we're talking a little bit about um, Taylor Swift. Are you a Swifty? <laughs> <laughs> See, this is one of those questions that gets you in trouble as a politician. <laughs> because yeah. if I said no, I can't stand her, then a lot of people would be upset at me. Uh, my daughter's a huge Swifty fan. I dropped her off at Arrowhead a couple of months back and waited in line for like two hours to drop her off. And my daughter's <laughs> almost 30. Well, I will say that she is bringing a new level of attention and fans to the Kansas City Chiefs, and that is never a bad thing. There you, there go. you go. That was very <laughs> good that answer, was, Mark. That was a great answer. That's why you are the congressman. <laughs> hey, thanks uh, for your time. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. All right, uh, Appreciate you guys. Let's get a traffic update with Don. Then we'll come back and we're going to talk. Uh, give you an update on a few stories: the Hunter Biden charges and the Trump trial, UAW strike. We'll kind of get you up to speed on what's going on with those stories that are happening in the U.S. as well.